You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to talk about the best and worst of the seasons, but first we wanted to share that we are gearing up for another listener Q&A episode, and we want to hear from you. You can submit questions to our Instagram or email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. Now let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah? HP just got back from his first trip away that wasn't with family. All the fifth graders in our district go to this camp that's a nature camp run by IU that's about an hour away, and they stay for two nights, and they go with their teachers, and then also there are seniors at the high school that come and help out as well. He had a wonderful time. It was so fun to hear about and just feels like a really fun, exciting step in his journey towards independence. So cool. What's new with you? We just watched Coco as a family. This is a Disney Pixar film that came out a while ago because I think it came out when we still lived in North Carolina, but we had never watched it. My kids, as everyone who listens to the pod knows, are very sensitive to media things. And so we weren't sure if it would be too scary, but we tried it all together as a family. We got a new popcorn popper, so we popped Mm. some popcorn, melted some butter, and watched it, and we loved it so much. We have the soundtrack going constantly, and it was excellent fall Dia de los Muertos vibes, so yeah, would recommend. I'm glad to hear you all loved it so much. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What's your latest book, Sarah? I read The Power of Fun by Catherine Price. This is a nonfiction book about the science of fun and how we can incorporate more fun into our lives. I love reading books that help me think about various aspects of my life and see if there are tweaks or different ways of thinking about things that can bring more joy and fulfillment to my life. Though I have to admit that I mostly like reading these books when I'm in a good place (laughs) and feel like I'm already semi-successful in the topic area. For example... I think I would have found this book depressing if I felt like I had no fun at all in my life. (laughs) Like most self-help books, it was repetitive and could have Mm. been shorter. Mm -hmm. I get into it and I don't mind the repetition. If it's something I want to hear about, I will hear about it lots of times (laughs) within one book. (laughs) I will also say that she is fairly anti-screen. She is also the author of the book, How to Break Up with Your Phone. Oh, intriguing. that gives you an idea. Mm Mm-hmm. That works for me because I would like to spend less time on screens and generally think that is a good idea for me and my family, but your mileage may vary based on your views about screens. I would recommend it if it sounds interesting. I think you should go for it. I walked away feeling inspired to add more fun into my life and just thinking about the time I have during the week and how so much fun does require this forethought and how I can set up my life to make that happen. I also like that you had fun reading a book about fun. (laughs) (laughs) Sure did. Very meta. What have you been reading? I just finished Hani and Issue's Guide to Fate Dating by Adiba Jagirdar. This is a queer YA romance between Hani and Issue, two Bengali girls going to an all-girls school in Dublin. It has that international setting, it has strong anti-colonialist undertones, and I absolutely Mm. loved this book. It is very innocent and very sweet, but also makes really good points about family and about who your friends really are, and I would recommend it 
basically for anyone who is interested in YA romance and up. Five stars. Love it. Let's move on to our topic for today, the best and worst of the seasons. First, Sarah, do you have a favorite season? If I had to choose, I would say fall, but spring and summer are close contenders. Basically, all the seasons but winter. (laughs) How about you? Late summer, also known as false fall in the south, is my favorite. (laughs) When it cools off a little bit and you get a cool snap before it gets hot again, before it starts to really get (laughs) cold and the days start to get really dark because it's cool, but the days are still long. Yeah. And it's also back to school, which is great for me because I love it when my kids are in school. We're in this season right now. And the other day, Pepper said with so much shock in his voice, Mom, it's not hot. (laughs) When we were biking to school, and I really loved that. (laughs) Okay, Sarah, what's your least favorite season? Though I think we know. (laughs) (laughs) It's winter. I am working on becoming better friends with winter, but it just can't compare to the other three seasons. The darkness is so dark, and I feel it in my soul. Over the years I've lived in Bloomington, I have developed better coping mechanisms And I think I now enter winter feeling more neutral than the past. I do not love it, Mm -hmm. but I feel like we've developed a sort of truce to get Mm. through it together. You and winter. Yep. Frenemies. Yes. (laughs) Winter here is just really rainy Mm. in Birmingham. Like Mm -hmm. right after we moved to Birmingham, it rained for basically all of January. And our realtor was my only friend at the time. And I said, is this how it's going to be forever? (laughs) (laughs) It's really a lot. I know the rain is good for the earth, but it's very hard to not see the sun for that long, which is really a similar thing to what you're saying. Yeah. Now let's talk about the best and worst things of each season. We'll start with spring. The warmth, the light returning. (laughs) Spring feels to me like this weight being removed after the darkness of winter. Every year when spring arrives, I realize how much winter has affected me. Because I feel a happiness Mm. that I was not feeling before. One of my favorite activities in the spring is watching the leaves on the trees bud out and how much that changes from day to day and week to week. I also like observing the daffodils in the neighborhood coming up and the red buds blooming. It just feels so beautiful after the bleakness of winter and getting to see those changes really feels like we're moving forward in a way that I really appreciate. I also love the first day you can open your windows Mm. after winter. Yes, so good. And get the fresh air in your house. Oh, such a good feeling. So my favorite thing about spring is also the things sprouting and blooming, especially the bulbs and the baby leaves and blossoms on trees, how they're so bright green and beautiful. And we planted a red bud in our yard, and last year it was so cold over the winter that it got stunted. So only one Mm. branch came back, and that branch didn't do any blossoms at all but I trimmed it back and it's doing well this summer so my hope is that this spring we will see flowering and in terms of activities that I love during spring it's camping late spring is one of the very best times for camping in the southeast and it is excellent Mm. yeah do you have a favorite spring food Sarah this was hard for me to think of I think I associate foods less with spring than I do the other seasons Mm -hmm. Whenever I go to the farmer's market in the spring, it's always so many greens, Mm -hmm. which are fine, but not my favorite food. (laughs) I think what I like most is getting fresh asparagus. Mm. Yes. 
And I feel similarly. I really like greens, but we get them pretty much throughout the winter here, too, because mm-hmm. it's so mild. So they don't feel special. But when the first strawberries come is a good mm-hmm. spring day. That is a good thing. All right. What's the worst thing about spring? It's still fairly gray and cold and wet, as you noted. <laughs> there are breaks in it, and it feels like we're moving in the right direction. But overall, it still feels like half winter mm-hmm. until really well into May, that it's not unusual to still be getting snow or just having it be pretty cold until the end of the school year. Yeah. And mine is the weather, too. Like, when it doesn't stop raining, it is very rough. Also, if we skip the, like, lovely, temperate, perfect weather, windows Mm. are open, can't (laughs) tell you're outside or inside vibes, and it gets hot and humid early, don't love that. Not the best. All right, now let's go to summer. What's your favorite thing? My favorite things about summer are the pool. Also, just the general relaxation of schedules. I love seeing the kids get to have increasing autonomy and experiencing the openness that summer offers. It really reminds me of the best parts of the summers of my childhood. Also, the light. I love how long the days are. can feel a little bit much when we get into June and we're camping and it's not dark at 10 p.m., (laughs) but... Generally, I love it. My favorite thing is also the long days. They're actually perfect in the southeast. We get very reasonable sunrise and sunset times. Mm. (laughs) And especially since we have really good blackout curtains in my kids' rooms, it's really fine. (laughs) (laughs) I have no problem putting them to bed. I think it's hard for us because we're on the very western edge of the eastern time zone. Mm -hmm. So it sets really late for us. I think if we were on central time, it would feel more reasonable. Yes. The other thing I love is the fireflies. Mm -hmm. Seeing them come out is amazing. And Mm -hmm. the garden going wild. Yeah. How about summer activity? It's a toss-up for me between the pool and camping. Camping can be really hot, but Mm -hmm. not as hot as it is for you in Alabama. And recently, we've been camping where there's a lake, and we can go swimming during the hottest part of the day, Mm. so that feels really nice. And then the other favorite activity is what I already mentioned, the pool. We love going to the pool all the time. Yes. Water play is a big hit in our family as well. And I like the pool, but honestly, with my kids still being little, it's not my favorite because we do have to load up into the car mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. So some days it's just easier. We got this giant splash pad from Costco this past summer that was like 12 feet across. Uh-huh. And so we would turn it on and it almost fills up like a little pool. And so I would just like put on my bathing suit and lay in it and the kids would come down the slide <laughs> into the, the thing uh-huh. and splash me. It was amazing. Sounds really fun. <laughs> Okay, summer food. Watermelon is a huge hit with everyone in the family. I do not like cutting it up, but once that piece of it is done and we're just eating the chunks of it, oh, so good. Also love cooking sausages on the campfire. That's not something that we normally have at home just as a regular meal. Like mm-hmm. We don't normally have bratwurst or anything like that, and I really like it. And so it feels like a special treat when we go camping. The kids have hot dogs, which are not my favorite, and then I have a sausage with spicy mustard. Mm, So good. So good. My top foods are corn, on or off the cob. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it in everything. Mm -hmm. And fried shrimp feels really summery to me because we're often Mm -hmm. going to the beach in the summer, and so Mm -hmm. I really associate those two things. Yeah. 
All right, what's the worst of the summer? The humidity. Things grow, and it's gross. Like, don't love it. Mold gross? Mm Mm-hmm. We prefer not to use air conditioning if we can help it, but really we need to here to keep down the humidity. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, there's things growing, and it's it's not great. Do not recommend. (laughs) What about for you? For me, it's the schedule disruptions and management of those schedules. I think this will even out as the kids get older, as I have a nursing job instead of being in school full-time all summer as I was this year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Plum was out of school for two months, and she really didn't get a break. She had to keep going to camps and stuff because I was busy with my own school. So it didn't feel like the sort of energy around summer that you're talking about that I like and miss. So hopefully we will find that in some future summer. I hope so. Okay, now fall. What's the best thing about fall? The cooler weather just feels so nice after the humidity of the summer. Everything feels crisp and new and fresh and possible, and I love it. My favorite thing about fall is when it's finally here, like really here, (laughs) not false fall, (laughs) Uh and no longer blazing hot and humid. Yeah. Favorite activity in the fall, Sarah? I love going apple picking with the kids. We've done this for several years, and it's just really fun to do as a family. And then we have a ton of apples. Sometimes too many apples, but (laughs) it's okay. I also really love camping. Fall camping is so nice. It's nice to go when it gets dark at a little bit more of a reasonable time than in the summer. (laughs) Yep. And that you can be cozy Mm -hmm. in your tent, in your sleeping bag, instead of feeling hot, sweaty. Yes. Exactly. Fall is the second best season for camping here. I think I like spring camping so much because it feels so good to be out again after winter. Mm -hmm. But fall is also excellent. And then I also love other outdoor type activities like festivals. Oktoberfest is one Mm -hmm. that we have celebrated off and on with Mm -hmm. beer and friends and bratwurst and hot German potato salad. And there are good outdoor activities around town. In the fall, like outdoor movies and stuff like that, that I hope that we can take more advantage of as our kids get older and as COVID becomes less of a concern for our family. So you mentioned apples, but are there other food things? I think baking in general, that in the summer, I feel less inspired in the kitchen and that the fall feels like this renewed energy for making breads and soups and all these foods that don't seem as good when it's really hot out. Mm -hmm. So I think just generally a return to the kitchen. We always do make pumpkin bread. I don't think I like this as much as the internet likes it, but (laughs) I do like it. And you talked about picking apples. Mm -hmm. We don't pick apples much in the Southeast. I don't feel like very many good apples are growing around where we are. I think it's maybe just Mm, too hot. I feel like when we lived in North Carolina and Nashville, you could find more, but I haven't seen very many local apples in Birmingham. Yeah. But getting the apples that are growing in the Northwest here, like the Honeycrisps and the Pink Mm -hmm. Ladies, those apples are just so good this time of year. Yes. And I really look forward to that. Yeah. All right. What's the worst of the fall, Sarah? The dread of knowing that cooler temperatures are here and it's just going to get colder. It's like I love it. I love fall so much. 
but then it's also that sinking feeling of how long it will be until it's warm again. Mm -hmm. And I don't love that. Yeah. I feel the same way about the darkness, that as the days get shorter, Mm -hmm. it means that the darkness is coming. You know, we get similar weather in spring and fall, but I feel like I like spring better because the days are getting longer. So we're going Mm -hmm. the direction I prefer. Mm -hmm. All right. Winter. Sarah, what's the best thing about winter? The snow. It's so beautiful and fun when we get a good snow. I really love it. I'm also trying to embrace the coziness and the turning inward. I love setting New Year's intentions and the feeling of a fresh start and new possibilities. Also, my birthday is in February, which always gives me something to look forward to towards the end of winter. Other things that I love include having all of the blankets on my bed. (laughs) This year, my sister-in-law gave me a hot water bottle that Mm. she was no longer using, and I cannot wait to try that out. Neil thinks it is silly and unnecessary, but I think my quality of life is about to go up several points. Why does he think it's unnecessary? It's unclear. His feet do not get as cold as mine. Oh, well. He does not know how much I need this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is how I felt about slippers, that once I had good slippers in the winter, Mm -hmm. couldn't believe that I had lived without them. And I am hoping I feel the same way about this water bottle for my feet. Mm, Yes, I love that. My favorite thing about winter is the holidays. I am trying to lean into solstice celebrations, the darkest Mm. day of the year, make it special instead of just feeling dark in my soul, like you said earlier. Yes. And then we love Christmas. We love New Year's. And we tend to see a lot of family around these times, which is always lovely to see family. But I think it's especially nice in the darkest time of the year when it's dark Mm -hmm. and cold to have the emotional warmth added on. And regarding the hot water bottle, I don't do a hot water bottle, but we do the rice bags that we heat up in our microwave. Mm -hmm. And those are essential winter (laughs) bedtime routine for us. But Andrew's like, I did the heaty ups or I did it. And he's like, oh, babe, you did the heaty ups. (laughs) So to be able to get into cold sheets under your heavy blankets with your feet toasty and warm is... Winter perfection. (laughs) How about winter activities, Sarah? I love reading in the winter, cozy, by the fire, with my tea. I think part of it is just the idea of this because my tea always ends up getting too cold before Mm. I can drink it. I find it actually hard to drink while I'm reading for Mm. some reason, but just having it, (laughs) the whole experience, the experience of the tea with the couch, with the blanket, with my book. It's great. <laughs> that does sound really nice. In the last couple of years, I have really loved using my light therapy lamp in the morning and having a ritual of getting that set up and sitting down with my morning beverage. Mm-hmm. And usually this is the time of year where I'm inspired to be doing journaling and using a planner mm, Yeah, in these winter months. So I'll sit down with that and do it. And it just feels like such a lovely start to the day. What are your favorite activities? My favorite activity in the winter is fire pit because, you know, our winters are mild and because it gets dark so early, we actually do quite a lot of family fire pits, even though our kids go to bed really early, Mm -hmm. where Andrew will light a fire sort of at the end of the day, you know, where it's getting dark around like 4 p.m. or something like Mm -hmm. that. And then we'll eat dinner out there or cook hot dogs on the fire or do s'mores after dinner. And then sometimes he'll rekindle it the next morning. 
And so it kind of feels like camping at home where you're up Mm, to the fire. You know, we all have our blankets and our books and our cozy beverages. The kids are bebopping around and it's like really fun. All right. How about winter foods, Sarah? I love so many holiday foods, but mostly Chex Mix. Chex Mix for breakfast, Chex Mix for (laughs) snacks, Chex Mix for months. When the Chex is on sale at Kroger, I buy so many boxes. I'm talking 18, 24 boxes so that I can just make Chex Mix for weeks on end. So funny to me. It's the best. My favorite foods are heavy foods in winter. Things like scalloped potatoes, beef stroganoff, very dense breads and cakes. Mm -hmm. I want all the carbs and I want all the warmth and all the salt. (laughs) Okay, what's the worst thing about winter, Sarah? We've already talked about this during the other seasons, but it's the light. I mind the darkness so much more than the cold. Mm. I do get through it. It has helped me to break it up into chunks. That in December, when it's getting really dark, I'm like, the holidays, I'm eating Chex Mix, we're cozy, celebrations. And then in January, I stay really focused on the New Year energy Mm -hmm. and leaning into that. And then in February, it's starting to get lighter by this point. And my birthday's in that month. Mm -hmm. And then by the time we get to March, we're almost there. Like, it may be miserable still, but we don't have that much longer to go. (laughs) Most of the winter's behind us. Breaking it up into those small chunks has really helped me not get overwhelmed by the dark and the cold and just feeling like it is never ending. And once I make it through January, I feel like the end is in sight. And, you know, by that point, we are turning towards the longer days and have been for a few weeks and starting to feel that momentum towards spring. In addition to the light, which we've talked about, my least favorite thing about winter is bundling up, Mm -hmm. especially on the bike. I hate having to get all the clothes and stuff on and assist the children in this as well. Do you have all the mittens? Do you have your hat? Do you have your scarf to wrap around your face so you don't cry when like the wind is stinging your eyeballs? Mm -hmm. It's much easier in all the other seasons to just get on the bike with what you're wearing and right off. Agreed. I feel like I have my system in place. And even though I think it's a good system, it still just takes longer to execute than any other time. Yep. Okay. Is there a season that if you could choose, you would choose to never experience again? I don't know. As hard as I find winter, I do really love having all four seasons. I like the reminder that nothing lasts forever I like experiencing the extremes in weather, and I know it's not the most extreme where we live, but it definitely gets hot in the summer and gets cold and gets snow in the winter. Though sometimes I do dream about living in a more temperate climate where biking required less gear Mm -hmm. to make all your cycling happen, as you were discussing just a moment ago. Really, I think the trade-off is worth it, and I do like having all the seasons. How about for you? I don't think there's a season I would choose not to experience, but I do like the milder version of winter that we have here. Hmm. And I'm not sure how I would do in a more intense situation. Which brings me to my last question. Is there somewhere that you'd like to move, but you feel concerned about how the weather there would affect you? Not particularly. I think I could live almost anywhere and deal with the weather. I feel fairly weather 
resilient, but I'd probably struggle to live farther north than I do in terms of the more extreme changes in the light. I think that where we are now already feels extreme to me, and it's nowhere close to as extreme as it could be. Mm -hmm. But even with the very cold weather, if you have the right gear, it's just not so bad. I think I would worry more about living someplace with extreme summers as I find that more uncomfortable. Like I'm Mm. not sure I'd want to move back to Texas. Mm -hmm. So really, I guess I'm in the right spot for right now. I feel okay about it. I love that for you. When I've thought about this, I have thought a lot about Minneapolis Mm. for a lot of reasons. But I really think the winters would be so hard. We have dear, dear family in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. and I love them so much, and I would love to be closer to them. And Minneapolis is a more progressive city, and Minnesota is a really good place to be a birth worker. And there are a lot of reasons that I have thought that that would be a good fit for our family. But around every March, my uncle just gets really grumpy about (laughs) that winter is like there's no end in sight. Mm-hmm. I'm just not so sure how that would feel to me. So, yeah, remains to be seen. Who knows whether we'll ever make a move, but something I've thought about. There you go. Well, that's the end of our seasonal conversation. Listeners, we would love to hear about the best and worst things about the seasons for you and how you cope with them. Let's finish by talking about what we've been eating. I want to share a new Instagram account that I found. This is the Trader Joe's Five Items or Less account, and I made the cheesy corn orzo pasta from this account, but this is the best thing I've found on Instagram in a while. So (laughs) this woman, Annalisa, who runs this account, will take a picture of the five or fewer Trader Joe's ingredients, and then you swipe, and then you see the finished dish, and then she puts, like, how to put it together Mm. in the comments. Uh Uh-huh. With this cheesy corn orzo pasta, it's the borsan cheese and frozen corn. And you put them in a little dish and bake them together. Mm -hmm. So you put the corn straight in frozen. Then you mix it up. And while they're baking, you cook the orzo pasta, which is that small little pasta. Mm -hmm. And you put it in and mix it up. And then I also cook salmon in the Instant Pot, also from Trader Joe's, and put it on top so that we would have a little more protein than just the cheese. And Andrew and I have now had this twice, and it's very good. We also did red pepper flakes, which I think is our suggestion, and lemon juice to help spice it up. Mm -hmm. I have made other things from it. You will be hearing about them more as we continue (laughs) to make this podcast. (laughs) Can't wait. What have you been eating, Sarah? My sister sent me a link to get a discount on my first HelloFresh meals. Oh, cool. I'm not a huge fan of delivery services for reasons I will get into momentarily. Uh But I got three meals for a week for $17 for the four of us. And that seemed great. And it was really fun to try, especially as we'd been in a food rut. So it was a really nice way to get out of it. Mm -hmm. My not so favorite things about these kind of meal delivery kits is one, all the packaging. Mm, Yeah, Everything is packaged in plastic. There's so much. Like two garlic cloves in a plastic baggie kind of situation. Yes. This recipe I'm going to describe used several carrots, all of which were in a separate plastic bag. Mm. Yeah, that's that's beyond. Not great. (laughs) And then also, I appreciated not having to plan the meal and do the grocery shopping. But 
it still took a lot of time to make the meals. Yeah. I don't know who is working in their test kitchens with the amount of time they say <laughs> on those cards, but I can tell you it took me much longer for every recipe and it was fairly active involvement. Yeah. But I really loved all three meals and this one I have made again just with ingredients on my own after. It is a chickpea and couscous salad. It was the thicker couscous. I feel like I'm oh, used to the yeah, really the small Israeli pieces. Couscous is, it's much more like little pastas. Yes, it's closer to the orzo mm-hmm. than the other couscous. So you cooked that, and then on a sheet pan, you roasted with olive oil and spices, chickpeas, bell pepper, and carrots. So once all of that is done, you mix it in with the couscous. I think there was a squeeze of lemon, some spices that go into it. I added feta cheese and tomatoes. And there were also apricots, dried apricots Mm. in it, which I felt like really made it feel different than what we normally make. Yeah. So tasty. Really loved it. I am the person who loved it most in our family, and we will be making it again. Perfect. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today in the show notes in your podcast player or on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. And listeners, if you have questions that you'd like us to consider for our Q&A episode, please share them with us. You can leave a comment on our website or on Instagram. We're at friendlierpodcast, or you can email us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly.